Welcome to Questions We're Afraid to Ask. We are back again. Today's question is mine. I have a question. Um, it's it's what does the the uprising of the Joe Rogan experience tell us about the changing landscape of media, I guess. And so the reason I wanted to talk about this is I sort of had a, a moment the other day when I was th- sort of had this like, it's so strange that that I, I was noticed how many times Joe had been mentioned in the news that day. Mm-hmm. Because of things that had been said on his podcast. And I was like, man, I remember when this was just like the dumb podcast that I listened to 10 years ago and sort of had this moment of like, okay, things have really shifted here. Mm-hmm. And how have they shifted in that? So and, I, I and had. I know you have a list, but there's a couple of I points I want to hit before we hit that to give some historical perspective, right? We started with the town crier, right? That's kind of how news was spread, orally, verbally, because nobody could read. Then we had the Gutenberg press was invented, and that eventually turned into cost-effective printing presses, so we got newspaper, right? And then more people were able to read, and we got newspapers, and so we had that. And then newspaper turned into... Uh, AM radio and the and and then you know television uh, and and then you know when I was young, when I was born, it was AM radio, FM radio, TV, and movies and newspaper and magazines and that was it. And so that's yeah. kind of like that's where I grew up with. And then you got I, and I a did bunch as of well. contemporary lists. Yeah, I, I did as well. And and really, what I was sort of looking at was the, the sort of the shift. I guess it's. It's the last shift that I'm looking at, which is the mm-hmm. shift from television to yeah, from the stuff we grew up with, whatever right? this is now. You yeah, know? Um, because if you go back again, like you said, we go from nothing to everything's on paper and mm-hmm. then everything goes from being then we go then everything's on paper and we add audio and then we add video. Yes. And those all three things continued to happen. But now I sort of. It, and it feels like we're seeing the decline of 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 words only, just paper. Well, that's and the other to go away. The other bit is with each edition, things became more accessible to more people. Like as we added paper, mm-hmm. then we added audio, then we added video, because the things we absorbed them with became less expensive and over the airwaves type thing. So it became mm-hmm. more accessible. Because it's it's easier to send an AM radio signal or a TV signal than it is to send a paper to someone. Yes. Like yes. so, so very much I, so. This this has been a technological advancement in spread and accessibility of information. Very much so. So I I had Chat GPT help me make a list real quick. That's uh, of something this. we'll talk about I, later. I love <laughs> I it's so how it's so <laughs> handy as this yeah. sort of thing. And so it goes through some early internet stuff. It mentions that like Napster was founded in '97, but they were just doing DVDs then. Which no, I do Netflix. remember. Nap- Netflix, not Napster. What did I say? Sorry, I, yeah. it's the na- Napster's the next one. Netflix was just doing DVDs, and I remember at the time them talking about how at that time the United States Postal Service was the the, the largest internet provider, just by the the 
data that they were transmitting mm-hmm. through the mail on DVDs was and, more than like the whole U.S.'s and, internet usage or something. Part of why it was so seismically shifted was the cost of buying DVD movies wasn't bad, but buying DVD television series was massively expensive. And so now we had a, an easy way to get that so we could watch what we wanted on demand. Well, and what's what's actually interesting about that, if you, if you really sort of think about it, you know, the DVD and Netflix sort of almost happened at the same time. They were very close to each other in that sort of it was it finally became feasible to mail something mail it yeah you couldn't a mail a vhs tape terrible. right yeah the, the weight and the cost expensive. and stuff yeah. um, and they probably would break easier honestly and because they were so big and by having a a warehouse inventory that is mm-hmm. mail order right you didn't have to deal with the cost of the physical footprint of like blockbuster video right. or any of the and other so, video stores so netflix then we go napster uh, in ninety nine, iPod, music. iPod mm-hmm. in oh one, then and then Apple launches their iTunes store in oh three, which was yeah. sort of the first digital marketplace kind of thing like and, that. And on that, I remember when I can remember when Apple became the number one music retailer displacing yeah. Walmart, and they that were, was a drastically huge market shift. I because do. we went I don't, from that was many years later. But it was I it was several years happened. later. But but to go from like the physical retail giant, and for those who are mm-hmm. young, Walmart's electronic section used to be like three quarters CDs, and mm-hmm. you know it was just racks and racks remember, and racks. Remember of music. when Best Buy was yeah, like was like seven that gigantic rows of of yeah. you know, um, but being able and to there get were it whole digitally. stores in the mall. That were oh, just yeah, wall-to-wall the music. To wall <laughs> the, so, yeah. All right. So uh, iTunes Store in 03, then YouTube is 05. Yeah. And then, and then the next year, which I didn't remember it was that quickly, the next year Google stacks them. So it's 2006. Well, because I remember it took off. People were figuring it out. And Google yeah. dangled a, a, a ton of cash in front of the, the developers. I just – I didn't it, remember boom. that. It being that quick, I thought it was like two or three years. Well, I, I, didn't remember I think it being Google bought it before Apple could. Mm, that might be true. You know, that was a then it was whoever could pull the trigger on the cash fast fast enough. And so then the next year, Netflix goes streaming. And I remember when that happened because I remember when Netflix first launched at two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. The categories weren't like necessarily or one of the categories that we no longer have was by like what channel it was you could click on the history channel you could click on like disney you could click on because they had everybody on on netflix uh, yeah you you could you could filter by yeah it was it was they only had it for a couple of years but Mm. you could kind of filter by certain channels and yes i do remember that yeah because you know you didn't necessarily click on documentary you would click on documentary history, documentary discovery, and, and they had some subfilters that don't exist anymore. So then, two thousand and eight, Hulu launches. Yeah, I remember um, that. Two thousand and nine, Joe starts his podcast, and I remember uh, people the, talking about podcasts in that time was, and not really understanding was, what it was. 
he was really early. I mean, he wasn't the first, but he was one. He was in that early adoption period. Yeah. And and I've heard him talk about it, and you know, on his show and on other people's podcasts about how like people were like, "What is he doing?" He's like, mm-hmm. "I don't know. I'm just having fun." Like his idea was sort of the same thing that we we're doing. Like, yeah, you and I are going to have this conversation one way or the other. We might as well record it and let people listen to it if it's interesting to them. And that's what he did. Yeah, um, and and uh, to to touch on this, I know it's jumping forward ti- uh, a tiny bit, but the cost to do this now and start it up mm. is minuscule compared to when Rogan did it. So it's again more accessible. Well, and to 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 be fair to Rogan, I was when I was listening, they started with one webcam on a computer. Yeah. So like he really it really wasn't well, what I mean by it's some of the digital tools, like the video, perhaps the video recording and the editing and the time that went in and stuff. Uh, he was just live streaming them and posting. So like, again, he was literally doing it as yeah. cheaply as possible. Well, does, so 2009 Spot- yeah. Spotify goes on. That's mm-hmm. when that starts. 2014, we get Prime Video. 2015, Apple. Uh, let me just finish this. Apple launches yeah. their music streaming service. 2020, this is what it calls out. During the COVID-19 pandemic, usage of streaming platforms surges, further cementing the dominance of digital audio and video content on the Internet. In the same year, Spotify signs an exclusive deal with Joe Rogan for the the experience. Mm -hmm. And that's where it stops because – And there's some other other things that happened in there, and some of it was pandemic-wise, right? And this is what's leading to, and we're recording this July 14th, 2023. The date is only important because some of the, the stuff that happened during strike. the, I was going to say, during the pandemic have led to the, the writers guild strike and the mm-hmm. actors strike. And I didn't really understand why they were striking. I mean, I knew there had, there was money involved. But then watching a, a show like Breaking Points, which is something that we'll get into down the line, um, they were they they mentioned that the 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 insurance the medical insurance you get through the SAG the Screen Actors Guild thing is tied directly to how much money you're pulling in. I think it's yearly. I'm, it's either monthly or yearly. And with the residuals being all messed up from streaming, now people are starting to lose their money because of the way the contracts are and all, all this kind of stuff. So all that ties together. There's so yeah. much more involved in this now than just the transfer of information. Um, it is disrupting industries. Because, And I think part of what's going on here is you've got – again, there's this – there's a shift in media. I, I look at my kids. Mm-hmm. So seven and – 13 um, <laughs> he's too old um, and they don't the, it, it's interesting there it, we we talk about how much it's just real quick video you know stuff and I think what happens is people get caught in that and they get stuck but I actually noticed that what my kids watch is some of that quick stuff but it's actually they're watching long form podcasts as well. They're just watching three guys who are all playing a video game together and they're all talking and yelling and having a story while they, while they but it's this, it's the same thing I'm watching, which is two guys in a room having a conversation. 
they're just also playing a video game and they're not the, talking the, about the DNA. Matter talking, is different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's um, geared to so it's it's you know, at this time where I feel like everyone's concerned about how everybody attention spans are dropping, and I think that's happening, but I think it's targeted by those applications. I'm seeing me and both of my kids all shifting to this. I want a long thing that just sort of plays and, and I can listen to and I can be engaged in. And that, that ties into what James Wright was talking about when we interviewed him. And if you haven't watched it, go back and check out that episode. It's fascinating because he's a, he's a very successful YouTuber and He's ta- he was talking about like the what what does YouTube call it the is it's is it reels or In, shorts or snippets YouTube is or shorts shorts but these these one minute ish videos right these thirty seconds to ninety second videos we'll shorts. just call it in there the, the these shorts right and I'm noticing with my eighteen year old that he's coming to me asking me questions about news stuff like he's getting the bulk of his news from shorts Mm -hmm. the difference is is he's not then clicking and watching the whole thing he's coming in asking me Mm -hmm. um he hasn't made that next logical leap to say the hill rising does a short and then he clicks on that and he watches it and he goes did you hear about the thing and i'm like yeah i watched the the i watched the 12 minute video and he's like what 12 minute video right you know, and then, you know, I, so it, it, it's fascinating because the way he – I'm going to do, do three generations. So my dad, the way my dad got the news because he had to leave work so – he had to leave for work so early mm-hmm. in the morning is he left before 6, picked up the paper on the way out, got to work, and then had some downtime before they start. They, they, they'd punch in and then they had mm-hmm. 30 minutes before they all got their work orders and drove out. And he would sit down and have two cups of coffee and smoke a cigarette and read the paper, mm-hmm. right? And he'd get, he'd, you know, by the time he'd gotten the two cups of coffee and two cigarettes done, he had read what he was interested in in yeah. the paper. And then that evening he would come home and we would watch the news. We would watch the local yeah. and the national news at now, 6 and 6.30, right? So my... Oh, finish up with your dad. So th- that's my dad. So what my I... dad. Okay, well, hang on. So my yeah. dad would. He got the paper. So we got the Chronicle from. Yeah, we did too. In the morning, Houston Chronicle. Yeah. And so I remember my dad would read the paper. Sometimes he would take it with him. Mm-hmm. He would take like the front page with him because I would always read the comics, so I didn't care. So that would sort of disappear. Uh, I know he listened to NPR in the morning in the car because he had a. He drove from downtown Houston to Clear Lake. Every day. So he was so listening to an AM and radio he station. He was listening yes. to an AM news station that the NPR <laughs> mm-hmm. usually, I think, is what he listened to for 45 minutes. I mean, you catch yeah. the news and then they'd have a show or whatever. I, you know, I'm not 100% sure. And then I remember that we would have the news on in the evening. You know, ABC, NBC, whatever the yeah, local. Yeah, the, the, the local not cable news. I, because I, that didn't I remember exist it yet. being yeah. Tom Brokaw most of the time. Like, that's yeah, who I, I remember seeing. Yeah, and, and, and it would it would vary, but we would watch one of them, right? But we always watched Channel 13 news. We always watched Channel 13 for the local, for Marvin yeah, Zindler, same here. right? Marvin yeah, Zindler, here. Eyewitness News, Slime yeah. and the Ice Machine, and that whole thing. 
Um, yeah. And sorry, guys, that's a Houston thing. If you don't know it, look it up. He's fascinating. Um, that man was fascinating. He's one of the only news pe- news people that I know that got a lifetime contract and, yeah. and signed it fairly early. Um, uh, and I, let me add real quick before you jump to you. I also do remember that my parents and my at least my dad would watch like the PBS News Hour as well. Okay, that's um, interesting because we never did. We never watched yeah. any. Well, that's that is a more left leaning news and, and report. My my parents didn't look left or right for their news because at the time, prior to the launch of cable news. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like the mainstream 30-minute local news and the 30-minute national news was fairly center and wasn't really left and wasn't really right because every it was required, right? It was a requirement. Every station had to do it. All, you know, the big three, they had to do it. They weren't making any money off of it. They knew right. they had to do it because it was required. So, it was a law. And we also had – journalistic integrity was a, a much stronger thing because I grew up in the generation right after Cronkite, right? Mm-hmm. And those Tom Brokaws and stuff, they still had that like newsman quality where when they said something, you trusted what they were saying, or at least they they were giving you the best information they had with as little bias as compared to like what I see nowadays where they feel like opinion shows and they're talking and screaming at each other and, and all that stuff, right? That's cable. So that's – yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and some of the Sunday morning talk show stuff too. And, well, and those – there, there was a bit yeah, of that. And I think – My mom I, got her news I think those got, those got hostile after cable made it popular. Yeah, I, I agree. But My mom yeah. – the, the, the she wasn't a stay-at-home mom, but she, she babysat kids for the first part. She would watch – her news by turning on like Good Morning America or one of those mm. and they would do the little bits of the news and then they you know I, I remember that being part of her routine um, I I actually have no idea how my mom got her news mm-hmm. if I had to speculate I guess she watched the news in the evening but I don't like, cause I went to school. That was with a her family thing for us. I don't know so if the we did news at night was a family thing for y'all. Cause it was usually during dinner. And now I know we, we have completely different experiences when it comes to the yeah, television in the house. The TV on. Um, but the way my house was set up, we, we didn't have a dining room or anything like that. It was, it was one of those, uh, long, thin kitchens. What, what do they call them? Galley kitchen with, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with like a, a, a spot for the table at the end. And then as you walked out, mm. you came into the living room and it was kind of open concept because we had a bar where you could look right through the yeah. kitchen and in, into everything. So we'd sit down for dinner and they'd turn the news on and we'd watch mm. the news while we ate dinner. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I am, <laughs> so we'll cut into it later. I, I don't actually remember a lot of the details uh, about that, about when I was a kid stuff. <laughs> and, and it's part of the aphantasia. We can talk about it in another, yeah. another one, but so I don't I don't remember. I do remember the news being on some but but not so much. And um then I remember the launch of the cable news shows, uh, specifically CNN, um and then followed by CNN headline news. Mm-hmm. Um so the way I've consumed news as an adult has changed. What I used to do was I would wake up and I would turn on CNN headline news. 
And for a long time, that was my favorite news source because I actually fell in love with it before on audio before I did on on visual because the mm. the school the, the the university that I went to Texas Lutheran had a little AM station uh, in town and it was hard to get we were in a kind of a dead zone for radio in general but that was a strong one and uh, at the top and bottom of the hour they would run CNN's like eight minute headline update where they just hit all the stuff and it it'd be like and this is the news brought to you by CNN. We'll repeat right. again, right? So I got used to that. And then I'd turn on the, the headline news because I knew in 15 minutes, because that's how long it ran before it repeated, I could get what was going on, right? Right. I could get what was going on. And if something broke, they would break in, like something drastic happening. And, and I remember this clear as day. September 11th, 2001, getting up with my my wife at the time, my ex-wife, and we were both getting ready to head to work and getting up and, and like putting the coffee on and stuff and sitting down on the couch and turning on the TV. And it would come on. I mean, I had it set to come on to that cable thing mm-hmm. and looking at the TV and going, and what what is this? Like a, spe- a special effects for a bad movie or a trailer yeah. for a bad movie? Because – I, I, it hadn't clicked. I was still in There's that wake-up There's a cognitive dissonance there for yeah, a second. Um, yeah. Because it was also the first plane, and they had no idea what was going on. Right. And it took a minute for that. So that we're going to do a whole show on that later. Well, and but, let's – I want to take – hang on. Before, let's take that for a second and, and jump because, like, imagine what that would look like now. Like, when that happened – you you caught it on the news. I was at school. Well, I something was in high school. something amazing happened for like the next week or two weeks well, too. Well, hang on. So on. so yeah. So like so then I, I mean we someone came in and told us. Okay. Like, like I, the principal came in and was like, "Hey, a building just hit one of the towers in New York. Or a plane just hit they one of the towers. Yeah. Sorry, hit yeah. one of the towers in New York, and and we don't really know what's going on." Um, we'll let you know. And they let, cause I was at a small school. We were in like, essentially in a house. They just came upstairs and told us. So they did to you, you know, what they did to Bush. Cause he was like reading to kindergartners. I remember right. that. Right. They just sort of yeah. came in and told us what was going on. We were like, okay. And then yeah. they came in and were like, all right, there's a second one. Everybody should go home. And they sent everyone had cars. They just, they got us all out of there. Yeah. Honestly, because I think because, because I was at a private school, one of the kids there was like an embassy kid. And so mm-hmm. I think they just. Yeah, because everybody school did not for... shut down that day. No. no. Well, yeah. and, and my dad got sent home because he was at – in worked in aerospace with NASA oh, yeah. and yeah. stuff. And so they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. They sent all those people. Because yeah. Ellington – he was – his office oh, – Because the rumors and stuff that were flying around all later that day were like crazy. I remember. Well, and, um, I, and I just came home and turned on the news. Mm-hmm. I mean I turned on the radio in the car. No, I didn't because I didn't have a radio in my car. So I just drove home wondering what was – I had the thing. I didn't have radio. Yeah. Um, so I just drove home probably just no idea what was going on. Happy that I was out of school at 9 yeah. in the morning, you know, and then went home and turned on the news and just stared at the TV all day. You know? Yeah, so some other interesting things happened that day. Um, the place that I worked at – I was doing tech support at the time. It was before I went to grad school. I worked for about three years in the real world before I went to grad school. Um <laughs> 
And one of the computers I had, because of the kind of support I was doing, had a TV tuner card in it. Um, because mm. I was supporting a lot of that legacy style technology for our like our education contracts and stuff that we had for for the company that I worked for, um, and the building we were in only had like two break rooms, and we were getting it was a call center. We were getting zero volume. Like well, there were a few calls that came in right as the shift started, around eight ish uh, central time, and then it just all died out. It all died. And, yeah, and, no and, and everything. Was, Nobody, everybody yeah. was stuck on the news, and so only so many people could fit in the two break rooms because they were tiny break rooms. And I remember having that, and I turned it on because I normally only ever did it for troubleshooting purposes. But my manager actually, because they could see the rabbit ears, they knew that it was at my desk. It was like, does that work? I was like, yeah. And he's like, turn it on because my manager's dad was in one of the towers, oh, and wow. he couldn't get a hold of him. Like you just kept getting the busy signal, like lines, lines are overwhelmed, lines are overwhelmed, lines are overwhelmed. And I'm not, I, we didn't mean to turn this into this, but anyway, yeah. we all crowded around this little computer with the TV antenna, yeah, right? And then like after the second plane hit, they're like, all right, everybody go home. We're not going to get any calls. You're going to get paid. Just go home and try and contact your loved ones. Yeah. Make sure everybody's safe. Do the things you need to do. And here's where something amazing that stands out to me happened. I got—I remember getting in my truck, turning it on, and I was planning on reaching over and hitting the AM button. And it was because it was on 93.7 KLBJ mm. Classic Rock in Austin and turning, turning the key on. And as I was reaching over, the AM people were on. Yeah. They had taken they had stopped all the music on the FM station. And they were and just I, playing the and, news. and it was it was just the news. And I was like, wow. And then just to check, I hit like two other buttons and it was everybody. And for like the next week to ten days, there was no music. There was just news on the radio. AM and FM, right? Yeah. So I do that, remember that. that. And that's that's what I wanted to take take out of that. That was kind of the point I was getting to is this entertainment thing we had, boom, news, constant news, because this crazy thing was happening. Right. And that was a drastic event. And then it played over and over, and it was everywhere. And, and, and they cut in, and all, all TV stopped, and it was just everything. So that was one, a massive media event. And, and I remember that because it strikes me the way I hear my parents talk about how JFK struck them or where the mm -hmm. moon landing mm -hmm. struck them. So that was – that kind of yeah. moment for me it was um, it's yeah i i when that happened i remember the the school assignment being go home and ask your parents about kennedy because that was yeah. sort of the the previous yeah. national tragedy that but so and that's I what i never I, thought about what i never thought about doing that day was turning a computer on to try and get the news yeah and so so I was going to say let's let's flip this forward from that to um I I don't want to get into anything specific but all of the 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 riots and things that happened in 2020 yeah yeah so we move forward just, to smartphones we right now we move forward because there's now yeah there's cameras everywhere mm -hmm. and there's a million ways to disseminate that information and instantly instantly, instantly. yeah, yeah. And we've got we, – and what's happening is 
one, I, we changed, the, we stopped, news got too fast with cable news. They started to to speed that process up and, and get mm-hmm. things out quickly. Because there was still the scoop had, aspect of it, right? And, there was and, a scoop aspect of it, but they still had hours, maybe days before they could really, you know, they, but we've gotten to the point where now it's, they're, they're, they can't even wait to check. Yeah. And we've seen that a lot. We've seen that with everything from school shootings uh, to individual mm-hmm. shootings to um, like robberies to, you know, uh, an, an accident things, or an explosion. things that happens that happened at, you know, at the, the all, again, all the riots and things that happened. Yeah, there, there were he, things uh, that there were things yeah. that happened that didn't happen that but, were reported yeah. as. Absolutely. And, um, I, I can think I can think of um, the train derailment that happened not long ago. There was a lot of like all, all kinds of stuff. And to be perfectly honest, sometimes it's the only way we can get any information out. If you go back and look at the first like three months of the Ukraine war, we were getting everything off of Twitter, right? Twitter mm-hmm. look, videos, Reddit videos, right? Uploads to the Internet. That's that's how we were figuring out what well, was going and, on. And I and I want to now sort of shift this to where where this change of I think it happened during COVID. I, I honestly think it happened because of COVID. I think it was that happening and COVID like turned it up maybe to 30. Supercharged. Maybe COVID yeah. just supercharged this shift because it feels like there was a bef- before 2020 there was mainstream media and it was and it it was it, waning it, it was it waning was, and it had cracks but it was still dominant it and i think it was still trusted in a way like yeah you you could but, i mean there was skepticism but nothing so crazy that we were like i just don't believe you yet now right? there were people who you know, we're very adamant that Fox News was a bunch of crazy people, even before then, because I know I know some of those people who were still just and, like and people who were like, said the same thing about MSNBC, MSNBC some of the right. And but people would but say think, we trust the the three big, the ABC, CBS, NBC, and even to a point, Fox, not Fox News, the local Fox affiliate, but even type stations, PBS and NPR, PR, and, yeah, and you know all those places. And so, and then we we have this shift. During the pandemic, when you know people were told what they could and couldn't think and what they could and couldn't say, and it and it got a little nasty, and 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 you couldn't ask a question, right? And it, and I think the big turning point, you know, for for where I saw it shift was when, and to take it back to Joe again, which is where we started, was when Joe had one of the first or second COVID guy he had on. Mm-hmm. who was saying like, hey, this isn't what, you know, and I just remember those guys, I, I remember listening to those because we were all starving for information, like, because nobody knew what was going on. And I, I remember in the early days, I was terrified because the news yeah. scared the shit out of me. Like they were, you know, people are dying and you're going <laughs> to die and you better be careful because they're going to fucking kill you. And and, and, I, and I remember and there were no early solutions. on. I remember early on, like you and I got into an argument about masks mm-hmm. specifically, 
mm-hmm. and it came because I was listening. I, I was still having to commute in um, the the hour drive in, and I listened to talk radio on the way into work, mostly for the traffic. Right, this was, and again, I, I use my phone with maps now and stuff, but I would listen for the traffic report. Mm-hmm. And I remember them having a, a a guest on to talk about masks specifically to try and deal with some of the bad information. I don't I don't like the term misinformation. The bad information that was going out about some of these masks because right. during COVID, everybody all, suddenly became a mask sales company and started making masks. Right, and I remember him saying, "None of this works unless you're wearing a, at least an N95 rated mask." properly fitted to your face everything else isn't stopping covid right. because the covid molecule is small enough it's, to get through the, the pores in the right. mask um he said and i, I was, remember I heard him saying something like, like a, it might help with a... the flu or it might help with mm-hmm. the cold but not covid and yeah. he said and these people wearing the face shields with no mask are just stupid because what did they think the the air stops and doesn't go around it right, right. Um, and 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 I remember thinking, huh, that's interesting because I was wearing a bandana because it's all I had early mm. on because you couldn't get masks to go to the right. grocery store because you couldn't go into the grocery store without some kind of protection over your face face covering I yeah remember. and I remember a lot of schmogs wrapped around people's faces and a lot of bandanas and stuff. Because we just didn't know any better, we didn't right? Know. And and there's all. I mean, I remember early on the discussion being like, "Well, it's on the water droplet, uh, the moisture droplets, and the yeah." The and, moisture and I'm not droplets blaming. Stop. No, 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 no. Anybody just, in like, the really early days, right? It was so confusing, and so so where I was going with this is like, I was, and I I say now I'll use the word captured. I was captured by hang on, by, by that by the 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 mainstream media, MS, yes. MSNBC, CNN. Um, uh, and, and the rest of them. But and, very and, early on, the only counterpoint was like AM radio. That was the only counterpoint, right? And so, and so there were, there came a point when, you know, I, and I had stopped listening to Rogan for a while, but I remember sort of in the pandemic around that time, a little bit before, like picking it back up again. I'd well, we were starved for, a year for media, so. right? We, we were starved, yeah, probably. We were starved for bored. content because everything stopped. So, and so I was, I started listening that, that, yeah. So I started listening again. And so I remember when he had one of the COVID people on and I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like I can hear, I can learn something. Cause I, I mean, he has amazing guests on who teach us amazing things. I've, I've gotten read more books because of that show yeah, than any, I have anything else. Um, and, and so I, I sat there and listened to it and I was like, okay, well, I know a little bit more. I have a little bit more information about what's going on now, now that the scientist has explained it. And then I remember seeing the response and going on the media of the media going, okay, that's not right. And so that was, that was sort of that, that break from. And I also remember some of those scientists on who were called to testify before Congress and the congressional hearings were posted on YouTube and other places and got pulled immediately and said this because is misinformation. Misinformation. So literally a a expert brought before Congress because they're an expert testifies. And people's and not only was the content getting pulled, people's can't channels were getting suspended, 
strikes, demonetized channels, all kinds of stuff was happening. Well, and, and some and people there were just people stopped got, doing it. They're like pulled off old. Twitter and, yeah. and and you know all sorts of things got happened. People got deplatformed. Is really, yes, it, that in was all sorts of different manners, from, right? Yeah, and so. I think now what we're seeing coming out the other side of this is, at least for me... But there was another big thing, because I remember you calling me and going, did you hear what happened? There was another which, big which event. Which one was this? Joe got sick. Oh, well, I, I think we talked about this in one of the other ones, but maybe yeah. not. Maybe but, so, I, but I remember I, I, that as a, a seismic shift in your perception it of the was, news. It was, it was, he got sick. And and I remember he tweeted about it that day because I, I follow his Twitter and it popped up and he was like, hey, everybody, I'm doing better. I took all this stuff and he, you know, hydrochloric. And you saw the video and, from him. Yeah. And it was his video. It was a post. He looked fine. He was out in his backyard. It was, tech, it was a Texas summer, you could tell, or whenever it was. And so, you know, so then then I see it pop up on MSNB or on CNN. CNN, yeah. And they're talking about how he's taking horse paste. Horse medicine or whatever. Horse and dewormer. And show, they show the video. And I went, wait a minute. What happened? To, like, it's all looked like garbage. He, he, it was all yellow. and his They filtered face, it. You can find it online if you search for it. it it's out yeah. there on YouTube. But he, he looked. And so, and so I was like, okay. So they are willing. If they're willing to lie about this, they're willing to lie about anything. And again, yeah. this is still when I was looking at Joe, and this is after he made the Spotify deal. For me, still, he's just that dude who does a podcast. Why Mostly talking feel... to comedians and MMA people, right? Exactly. Yeah. Why would you feel the need as a national heritage news organization? You know, it's been around for forty or fifty years. I would say if the newspaper, if the New York Times was the paper of record for the United States. Then CNN at the time was the news organization, the the yeah. television news organization of record for the United yeah. States. Because CNN was what was in every airport. It was what started it. Yeah, I mean it was so, it was cable news. Yeah. So I have this moment, and I, I mean it was it's it's one of those ones that I I remember very vividly as sort of having this and and seeing it happen and having to stop the video and go like. Hang on a second. Like I went back and watched it. I watched it again. Mm -hmm. It was like, but none of that's true. And like, it wasn't like, you know, well, the news saying, well, there's no aliens. And I'm like, well, I think you're lying. This was yeah. like, I objectively know all of the facts that you have as well, because I've seen it's all on the internet. We all have access to the same facts. Yeah. But I have all the facts. And you're misrepresenting them. So for something that doesn't matter, like. Well, like I think the reason they ran with it was the ivermectin. And yes, the, the idea that because at the same time, the new shots were coming out. Right. And they didn't want anyone to not go get the vaccine. And so right. they had and to so kill someone popular because i had no idea how many millions of subscribers he had at that point because i wasn't listening to him because at the time i thought of rogan as 
just a guy who talked to comedians and like meathead fighters. And I've come to realize that that is not what that show is. Sometimes that's what that show is, but that's not always what that show is. Um, but they didn't want the concept of an a preventative or, or prophylactic type medication so people would think I don't have to go get the vaccine. Right. Because at the right. time, the, the, I'm going to be very generous here. The government was being told by the people who made the vaccines that if we get the vaccines into people, they will not catch it. And not spread it. And we have since yeah. come to learn that that is not factual. Right? Right. Um, but, but, pause for two seconds. People were ousted off Twitter, off Facebook for saying, and, and YouTube for saying that. Or that ask, even was, asking a question about it. That too. Yeah. And so, and so it was interesting in that moment to watch them try to cancel him. Yeah. Like, I, I had again. It was it was another. It was a shifting moment of like, the news is trying to cancel my favorite podcast. Why are they trying to cancel my podcast? Like again, and I, I used there was the a cognitive example. dissonance there. Yeah. So I, I we were talking earlier. I was trying to think of a good example of someone famous becoming newsworthy and it being strange. And, and we were talking about Mister Rogers yeah. as an example. And so. But it ended up being a bad example because he was newsworthy quite often. But but that's, again, what it is. Like, wait a minute. Why are you making Mr. Rogers out to be a bad guy in the news? Like, yeah. you know, he made a he made a statement. But, like, why are you attacking him for it? And so and mm-hmm. Joe was such a again, he was a he you know, he's a he's the guy from Fear Factor. Like, yeah, he's the he's, Fear Factor he, guy who was, gets, does the fights. He, he gets drunk and gets high and does podcasts like and and he's, he's a co- color commentator for UFC, right? Yeah, I honestly didn't realize he was a stand-up comic because mm-hmm. I had stopped following comedy before he got big, right? Um, and and that's you know I've since come to watch some of his specials and they're hilarious, right? Um, but I only knew Rogan. Through Fear Factor and the the sitcom mm-hmm. he did, what um, uh, news radio? News radio. So I knew him as an actor and the Fear Factor guy, and then right. he did a podcast, and I had heard people listen to him. But I consumed my podcasts were like unsolved mystery type podcast or UFOs or Bigfoot or you know entertainment value, purely entertainment value. I'd never would yeah. have thought of a podcast as a place to go. Get information to learn about something or get news from something. And see, what's interesting is that you saying that is that's how I always treated podcasts. Podcasts Damn. were always I, – I very rarely – I mean, being I, – I grew up listening to old-time radio, something mm-hmm. my dad got me into. So I listened to The Shadow and – the Bickersons and all these sort of, you know, they would, they would play them on the radio in Houston on Friday, Saturday and Sunday evenings. But like they would do a two or three hour show. And so I'd stay up and listen. They were, they were entertained. I didn't have TV. I had nothing. All I had, your parents didn't give you TV. So So I was watching red dwarf or doctor who, or I did get to watch red dwarf, but yes, uh, or, you know, whatever, whatever star Trek or sci-fi was on. Right. 
what eventually became the UPN network, but that the local station that yeah. always showed that stuff. Yeah. And I and I was staying up late listening to radio because that's what that was what I had. I or found I figured from... out the passcode for like HBO and Cinemax, you know, and my parents <laughs> said no, and I didn't go watch Skinemax, right? Um, yeah. But but what I was so like that was so so listening to story was not something new to me. And so I approached that though, because I remember in the beginning I was listening to like I listened to a skeptics podcast, which really mm-hmm. tells you where my head was at that time. Yeah. Um and and then I would listen to Joe. I listen remember listening to Kevin Smith in the very beginning because he was a, he had one of the early podcasts, which I I'm surprised he didn't get as big as Joe did. His was actually good and, and I think it was more niche but, though. Yeah, maybe. But but you know, I, I always I mean, so I guess Kevin was more entertainment, but again I liked it because it was – I either appreciated it as, a, as an information source or I enjoyed the two people talking to each other and, 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 and I inter- had interacting moved, with that. I had moved to getting most of my news from AM radio through the mm-hmm. drive back and forth to work. And one of the reasons I really love that still is they deal with a lot of very local issues that you mm-hmm. don't get otherwise. And then I had started getting my news almost purely off the internet. And when I say that, I mean like I would go to five or six different news stations, mostly cable news networks, websites, and then I had an aggregate type site which would feed me it from all over the place. And like world news, local news, top stories, politics, um, farmer's market, you know, whatever. It was kind of a customizable thing. And right. I remember and, you introducing me to Reddit and like Reddit mm-hmm. news or whatever back when it was more news and less just what it is now. And there is still news there, but it, yeah, and, and Reddit's in a weird place right now. But it that's, is that's another that's thing. a whole separate thing. But I think it's interesting to look at you know where we are now because I'm sort of in the same place. Like I go to five or six different websites. I go to you know mm-hmm. I, I go and look at Drudge because they aggregate as well, and I'll look on there and I'll go. You know, check Huff Post, and I'll check CNN, and I'll check MSNBC, and I'll check Fox News, and I'll go check the yeah, Bulwark, I... and 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 just sort of poke around and see what I can find. And then the big thing that I do is that anytime I I you find something your, that I'm interested pull in, pull your mic back. Anytime down, I I find something that's yeah, that's better. interesting, I, I'll go ahead and dive in deeper on that. Like, and I think that's the big difference now is that. And, that you used you used to get the newspaper story and you read it and then that was it and now you read the newspaper story and you go all right I'm gonna read this I want to read the source that they're referring to and see and, I would you know, I was I was approaching it in a different way for a slightly different reason and I still do this <laughs> um, I would start with Fox News because I like their layout the best specifically their mm. page layout the best the way they break down their headlines. And CNN used to be my first, but they changed their website several years ago, and I, I, I hate it It's got too now. many ads on it now. It's got too many ads, and you never know what's an ad and what's a story, and, and, and it's just the way they yeah. lay it out. I don't like it. So I would, I would start at Fox News, and I would find the headlines I wanted to read, and I would go read the articles. Then I would go and find that article on CNN because I kind of considered them kind of middle of the road. And then I would find the same article on like MSNBC or Huffington Post or something like that because I considered them left of center. So I had a right of center, a left of center, and what I considered the middle. 
and I'd read the same article or the same headline in the breakdown of the article because I figure somewhere in the middle of that is what's yeah. actually happening as opposed to Fox News' slant or MSNBC's slant or CNN's slant or whatever. So I was I was trying to aggregate my own facts mm -hmm. out of the opinion because I do yeah. feel like that we have lost factual reporting and we have moved to opinionated reporting because – to me, it feels like there's nowhere I could go to watch the news like I did when I was a kid. It right. feels like, and this isn't a dig on this show because I think this show has done amazing things over the years. It feels like all news to me now is 60 Minutes because 60 Minutes would do an investigative piece and give you a presentation directed toward an idea. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Did you ever watch? Did your parents ever watch sixty Minutes or any of the 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 magazine shows? Yeah, I'm familiar. Um, yeah. But they would break something with a way to direct you toward a conclusion conclusion that they wanted to give you, whatever that happened to be. Um, and I feel like that that's that's news now. And the other thing that's happened is, and how many times have we said this? My God, I click on a headline and there's a paragraph. Maybe two sentences and then tweets, tweet after right. tweet after tweet after tweet. And I'm like, people are getting paid to do this? Yeah. Well, and, and <sighs> there is there is a shift. I mean, the idea is I mean, if Twitter and I guess threads now oh, we missed are a huge one. the public – are the public – um, square now, yeah. Then I guess what you say in a tweet is newsworthy potentially, and but it but seems I mean, like that's like, lazy. That's, that's so strange. That's lazy writing, in in my opinion. I mean, give three or four examples and then analyze why it's important, and and that's right. what feels like it's missing. Well, but I, I we missed a giant medium, and I can't believe we did it because it's kind of come and gone. The rise of the blogger. Like the amateur mm. journalist, right? Um, I'm sure people still blog, but before Twitter blew up and before YouTube became a news source, there was the bloggers mm -hmm. that we would go and read. That was what from like oh three oh four, and they became to about they like became 09, sources for 010. news. Yeah, because there were people who were who were journalists. They were fact, they yeah. So like you and I, I actually got journalistic credentials once because we had a website that we were blogging like, yeah uh, i remember event. like i remember specifically just to, to put a, a point on this i remember once when a blogger went to dave Chappelle's show and then like wrote out what he said yeah. in a, and then everybody got all upset about it, it may not have been yeah. Chappelle, it may have been somebody else but like that blogger suddenly became a source yes and so i and so i think i think you and and the blogs turned into the vlogs, the video logs, and then right. I, I think that's why what what kind of killed the the blogging. Um, but that that happened in less than a decade. Yeah, as a medium, well, yeah, it I rose think the and vlog fell. went away. Mm -hmm. the, the, I, th I think the blog became the vlog because it's it's more compelling. People are drawn to video. Yes, and once the video became easy to do, it it would have shifted and over. Now but, we're seeing uh, post COVID. We're seeing the rise of what I like to call modern journalistic integrity. 
a younger group of journalists who are tired of being told what to do, what to say, and how to say it are mm-hmm. launching independent news stations on platforms like YouTube. And yeah. two of them that I know of are The Hill Rising and mm-hmm. Breaking Points, and I'm sure there's more out there. Well, and so The Hill is a news website. They've just mm-hmm. deployed a um, a news show, which is a, uh, a libertarian guy, mm-hmm. and she's a Democrat, I believe. But I don't. I can't remember her. One is one of is is right of center. The other's left of center. Yeah. And but I like that he's a libertarian, not a Republican. Which is they're respectful of each other when they talk. Very much. Yeah. And what I so what I like about how they do their show is they they will deliver the news. Here's what's going on. And they'll go back and forth and and lay out the whole story. And then she'll go. I cannot remember either of their names, and so I, I suppose. But she'll she'll tell give her, and it's not always the same too. But I, I really like them. She'll yeah. give her opinion, and then he'll sort of rebut her opinion, and then she'll kind of go back, and then they'll go back and forth, and then they'll sort of both wrap up their ideas and be done with it. And it's it's just nice to be like, okay, I I I know what happened, and sometimes mm-hmm. that's all I need. I listen to just that part. I don't need their opinions because I have already got my own or whatever. Yeah. I don't have time. And sometimes they but just don't give you one. Sometimes you're that, like, "That's true." This is just what happened. This is what right? happened. This is what we and, know and the, right now. And the rest yeah. of that that ten to twelve minutes is just giving you stacks of context. You know, like here's what's going on, and this guy is yeah. this guy who's attached to this dude, which is this thing, and and this is you know, and they sort of lay it all out for you. And and I think what's happening is. Like I, I, I watched the news the other day. I, I was with somebody. We were sitting. There was nothing going on, and the news was on. I was just sort of put my phone down and thought, "I'll see what's going mm-hmm. on." And it was like this and this and this and this, and then this, and then I'm like, "But what about the?" And I need and and I realized like, "Oh, that it's so fast now that it's yeah, they've it, got all I all I have three is minutes. questions." Yeah, yeah. It, it it's it's like, and this this will tie back into the podcast. Um, I remember watching, and because this is a famous interview, the Jordan Peterson interview that they chopped up with the British woman. What's with her the name? woman from the BBC. Yeah, the BBC remember. interview. Yes. The BBC interview that was chopped so bad, and they got so much blowback on it. They had to release the unedited version of the interview. You're combining two things. Am I? Okay. Um, yeah. It's been so a little while. Was, so I know. She did an interview with her that was chopped up and put out that wasn't terrible. It, I mean, it was bad. It didn't look good. But then apparently they released the full interview themselves because they thought it went well and wanted to put it out there. And that yeah, the, their their hit piece there was their hit piece turned into oh my god that wasn't what we thought it was. Right. The That's one that was. you're thinking of was the Vice interview. That's right. That, the that Vice he interview. did. That got super diced up, and there's actually again you can find it on YouTube. There's a video that's both of them at the same time, and it's it's one all the way through, and then the other it's on the top of it, and the other one is you see it just goes black, and like yeah. it cuts, and you see like huge swaths of answers get cut out. But and- I I hear so many people have, and I'm using the Peterson one because there's some very easily accessible videos out there if you want to go dig mm-hmm. into this yourself. And then I'm people have strong opinions on him. And then I watch him talk on Rogan for three hours 
and Joe will ask him a question, and he takes 25 minutes to answer the question. Yeah. And the difference is Joe lets him talk. Yeah. He may ask clarifying questions during that 25 minutes, but he lets him finish his point, which leads now to the long-form interview, right? Right. Uh, which is what we're which, hoping to do more of. Which the question is, have we – I mean, we used to have long-form interviews. But did we? Well, if you think – I mean, I would give the example of the presidential <sighs> debates that would last for hours. But they were like, still they were still set up and cut up and but, snippety. But no, no, no. But I'm talking about like the 1800s when people would oh, gather okay. and yes. listen yes. to people orate so and talk. We I had mean, so that it's been a thing. Then it went away, and the only thing that I think ever came close to a long form interview that I can remember in my growing up and development was Barbara Walters. When Barbara Walters would sit down with someone. And yeah. talk for 25 or 30 minutes or an hour. And yeah. that was a big deal, and she didn't do it a lot. But right, she did it. Because it would be like, I'm going to sit down on Sunday with Tom Cruise for an hour or, and have a or really Ronald long. Or Ronald Reagan yeah. or Bill Clinton or, you know, um, those kind of things. That was the closest I think we had to what we're well, seeing now. And I and I and I also think like if you think back, I, I would say maybe not interviews, but I think you also got a lot, lot like the Frost Nixon debates and yeah, the interviews. NPR I mean, they, did it. There were things in there, but it wasn't it wasn't normal. It wasn't often. Yeah, you know. And I think it was probably more common back when people didn't have TV and and you know when they would go to a theater and listen to someone talk and and, and yeah. do those lectures and stuff. But and but. I think I think what it is is that we went from print, yeah. which was essentially at that point anybody it was super accessible, at least more than. And then I we mean, went at, to, at the least you could go to the library if you had a library in your town and read the paper. Well, but no, but I meant like if you wanted to get your own information out there, printing oh, yes, yes, a yes, book yes, yes. You could print some. I misunderstood. I'm sorry. Isn't out I misunderstood of question, what you were saying. But yeah. getting onto TV was was beyond impossible. local access is almost yeah. impossible. Especially, and then you know there were gatekeepers. Into, there were right. gatekeepers to. And so it. we went from paper, which I guess was more open, to to radio, and which was which was closed. But you could do pirate radio, but that got a little illegal and sketchy. And, and you know, and there's another aspect to radio that. For a while, we had CB and ham radio and that kind of stuff to spread information. Now, it was a more niche community, but that was that was Twitter before Twitter was a thing. That was, it was social the media. Early before, internet, it was the internet. Yeah. Well, it was the early social media um, yeah. is the best way to describe it. That's true. Um, and so and so what's happened now with the internet um, is it has democratized the – access to the viewer and yes. so and i would take it a step it... further it is the cellular based internet because i mean there's cell towers almost everywhere right that cellular yeah yes uh, um i was thinking cells and i was trying to no, figure no, no. out how so you're like making cell, that analogy the, but but cell the tower. fact that i can connect to a cell phone tower and pull mm. data 
has been seismic in how all of this changed. Yes, yes. But I, and, and I think, yes, the ability to get things wherever you want, you know, has changed what it is. But I think also it's just like this. This is, this is so accessible that anybody yes. can do this now. Even to the level of like building yourself a studio with a couple of cameras, like isn't insane anymore. You could probably build a rinky dink studio with cameras and a couple of mics for four grand. Like if you really, really wanted to, or uh, honestly, less. less. I mean, our, you, 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 we could probably go down to. There's a discount computer store yeah. here in town, and for a grand or less. Get, Cameras and mics, and then we, well, we could I probably was including get, like yeah. buying a curtain to hang, and and you well, know, I mean, like, look but, how we have it set up. We literally just set up in a room with our backgrounds, and and we're doing this, right, right. But I mean, um, but again, so we we've reached a point now. I remember, I remember it being five or ten years ago, talking about how like how we made movie making accessible to the you know you don't have especially to have a with like camera the green anymore. screen built everybody's into things got like a, iMovie and stuff yeah, yeah. and everybody's and, got a phone and and, and, and and some of these phones are cinematic quality 4k and, cameras and the phone, right you can actually now edit the videos on the phone like, i mean you can I, actually some of my do youtube full, videos i have it's insanity. shot edited and uploaded out where i was yeah that's that's that's, that's crazy sci-fi. That's I mean that was science fiction when I was and, young, and so there's no way. So so again, so back to where where we sort of started with this, the entire landscape of of media that we're looking at now has shifted. We're shifting away from the television channel, which we know is happening as cable cable is losing subscribers people are shifting to streaming packages i mean we know that's happening mm-hmm. you know that's a big that's a big shift is the whole streaming streaming world you know trying to sort of the, figure the out the explosion of piracy and and you know the easy accessibility of things from like i remember one of my favorite authors jim butcher his stuff is awesome go pay for it go buy it i pay, i've paid for his the books in audio hard copy and digital form um but we went. We went to one of his book signings, and I remember him saying, "Thank you to everyone who was there, because I know you could have gotten my book for free, and you mm-hmm. chose to come and buy it." Yeah. And 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 I remember that being very impactful when he said that, and I was just like, "Wow." Um, yeah. Because well, there there is something to be said for the idea. I mean, it's the capitalist idea of speaking with your wallet, and and yeah. that is why there are things where again, like with with butcher where it's like, you know, or, or even, you know, I will get audio books of books where like, I know how to get this without paying for it, but I, I want to give you my money because I want to support you so that you give me more content in the future. And I, and I think, I I think we can talk about this another on another one, but I think AI is going to sort of mess that up in some, in some, it is it, it, well, it's, the writing strike is, is, def- uh, well, is and, happening and right now. We'll, we'll uh, do that we, on another one. We, we just see it. It's, it's already being disruptive. So it's already don't happening. think it's going to be, it is, it, but I, but I, but what I'm sort of getting at is that we've, I, I think we need, to, I wonder if we are underestimating I look at this from the political aspect. Let me let me sort of frame my argument here. Um, 
I heard a news report on the Hill Rising where they were talking about RFK Jr. and just sort of like that sort of the the twenty percent of the internet that is interested in him and sort of that idea and mm-hmm. and and I wonder if we're I think we're all underestimating yeah how how many people have shifted the way that they get their information and, and I don't. Whether they've it's either RFK shifted, or not. They, they've either shifted or supplemented how yes. they get information. And, and even so, someone like my dad, who yeah. watches something on the news and will see a news story and go, hmm, that's interesting. Let me go look for it. Mm-hmm. And it can also backfire uh, because there's this um, thing I get emails on. I think it's Quora. Um, where they, yeah. uh, where it's a question some, and answer somebody site. puts yeah. a question and the most popular answer gets voted to the top. And I, I've had several times where my dad has said, have you heard about this? And this is what is happening with this. And this is the thing now. Cause he thinks that's a news site. Right. And I go dig into it and I'm like, that's not what's actually happening. That's someone's opinion on what's happening. And it's the most popular answer, but that doesn't mean it's true. Right. <laughs> So, well, and, and there were and people so, who were talking about that with Facebook, right? For, you know, the fake news and the whole concept and rise of that kind of thing. Um, right. Yeah. I, I forgot where I was going with it, but well, so, so well, so where I was, where I was going with this is, is, is that what we're, what we're looking at is a, is it, is this shift. And I, I wonder if it's not bigger than we think it is. If mm-hmm. more people like you said, have, have either shifted or supplemented with more more information. And so I look at like what RFK is doing. It's just because it's sort of the best example right now. Well, and, and, and the and way I, he's doing it. And I I like him. I'll just you know I I support. I'm supportive of his of his. I you know hopefully he's been fascinating you know, to listen to. But it, the man realized he was going to be closed out by the standard media, and so he basically did a podcast tour. Well, and I and I I. I liked what he said. I think it was his interview with with Peterson where he talked about like I'm essentially doing what my uncle did. You know, Kennedy Kennedy utilized television mm-hmm. for the first time in a presidential campaign like like nobody had ever and, and done that's before. That's fascinating because the Nixon Kennedy debates, anyone who listened to that debate on radio thought Nixon overwhelmingly won. thought Nixon won. Mm-hmm. And anyone who watched that debate on television overwhelmingly thought Kennedy won won because Nixon was sweating physically. Oh, interesting. That's what they've broken it down to. It was really hot. And for whatever reason, Kennedy didn't sweat and Nixon was sweating. And that made him look untrustworthy. Interesting. found out that he was, but that's a side (laughs) thing, right? Um, Maybe it wasn't as hot as we thought it was. Um, But I think, but, but looking at what, what, what RFK Jr. is doing, he went on a podcast tour and just yeah. hit, hit everything. He went and on he's comedy not the only podcasts one. and um, Ice T. Yeah, Ice T. It just did mm-hmm. Rogan, and he said on Rogan that he's doing a podcast tour because the mainstream sports media won't talk to him about his alternative basketball. Um. Uh, uh, league, league that he's 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 part of, which I had no idea he was even. I didn't either. I didn't know there was an alternative basketball league. Like I didn't know, and he said, "So I'm going to go on a podcast tour, and I'm going to talk to anybody who'll have me." 
So, um, to get the word out. Because, And, and I think there are people who are, who are recognizing that this is a new and different medium that we have yeah. available and, and it's, it's evolving as we speak because right when i started listening to podcasts and you started listening to podcasts they were audio only right and the first one i remember having video was like you were like did you listen to the rogan pod or did you watch the rogan podcast and i went i listened to it and you're like no there's video because well, there was always was, video. I know, but I didn't yes. know that like early yeah. on when I first tried to listen to one of them. I went to my podcast player that wasn't Spotify at the time, and it just played audio. And you're right. like, no, you can go watch it. And you sent me like a YouTube clip. And at the time, he was still on YouTube because he wasn't yeah. exclusive yet. Um, so like – and when we started, our first couple of them didn't have any video because uh, we were figuring it out. And we're like, wow, we can do video. This is – so yeah, well, we found it. We found this app that lets yeah. us do it. We use Riverside, which mm-hmm. is spectacular. Yes. But, you know, this is a custom tool that was built for this to fill this niche. Evolving medium. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I just, it's. I'm amazed to, how we got here. I'm yes. amazed to see where we're going to be in five years. I. I don't think I could have told you we were going to be here five years ago. No, you know, no. Um, that, the, the, that the idea the that you and I shifted could, on to the internet almost completely. Well, or, or that you and I could be doing a podcast and afford the equipment to do it. Right. Right. Um, and I'm amazed to see where it's going to go when Apple drops its vision pro because, and the Oculus as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and just, just in general, I've been in the tech world so long that I don't care about tech anymore. I don't get excited about it. But when they showed, and if you, I don't care if you like Apple or not, go watch just the bit where they talk about the hardware that's going into that. And the fact that they took a powerful computer and put it into something that will fit on your head and have shrunk it down. And I remember like things like the Newton and, you know, the 12 pound portables and, you know, all that stuff. So well, remember Palm Pilots, man, those yeah, no, were I remember Palm Pilots. And I remember amazing all that stuff. I had time. a Palm Pilot because that was my first like digital organizer. Yeah. I, I digitally organized my life that way. Um, uh, I remember buying my first computer. I remember my family buying it. For, but the point I was getting at with that is. We, we're amazed what we can do with our phone right now, but imagine walking around with that on your head, potentially being able to watch something move with a head view, edit on the fly or being uploading on the fly mm-hmm. with your hands free. Well, I, I mean, I go, you're going recording. I go, no, I'm thinking about like live streaming, but I mean, I'm, I think about, about taking in media. At mm-hmm. that point, like imagine we move to the level of like we're not just w- watching the Joe Rogan show. We he you put a couple of the right kind of cameras in there, and then you can just be in the room. You can sit in the third chair and let me take and, it a step and, further. Let me take a step further. <laughs> imagine walking down the street with your little news thing going on, and them going, "This event happened," and you go around and go. Hey, that's not what's really going on. Live stream, 
while you're watching something like or adding a different perspective mm-hmm. to it or or it is going on and you, you, you it just it's mind blowing of the possibilities that are that are in there and you're right it's not just the the vision pro the oculus and all the and it's going to start an explosion the same way the iphone there were smartphones before the iphone right let's let's the, the blackberry there was were blackberry out. there was well there were there were no there was the windows phone because i was selling windows phones when i was in grad school working at staples was the windows so there was a, there was, phone there was there were the iphone yes they just sucked they were just horrible um huh yeah you're right yeah i know i'm right i saw oh them. yeah because when on the keynote it was the moto q the blackberry the palm oh. treo and the nokia e6 yeah so yeah. there were other smart there were other smartphones before the iphone but and, and and if you've never watched it you should go back and watch just a snippet where steve jobs introduces the initial iphone because he goes it's an ipod it's or it's a phone no, it's a it's a, mu- it, it's a music it's a player no he actually said web browser he said no, no no that's not what he said he said it's a it's a phone it's an ipod and it's an internet connectivity device and I remember going, what the hell is an internet connectivity device? Because he had seen five steps forward, yeah. right? Because when I thought about it, I thought, well, it'll have a web browser on it. That's what that means. Or maybe I can get my email. But how many apps now on Android and iPhone have full internet connectivity without you traditionally going to the internet, right? Yeah. Um, but I think these vision things – now that they've worked the kinks out, and Google tried let's, – let's be honest. Google tried first with the Google Glasses, and it just wasn't there yet, right? It was too soon. They were too, <laughs> it, too, it up, too far ahead. Too soon, too far ahead, not enough battery life. They hadn't worked the kinks out. But you know what? They took a swing for the fences, and sometimes you miss. Okay, cool. No I, also think, I also think people, <clears throat> people were not ready for – that level of connectivity because i remember the big yes. thing being like someone could look up your facebook while they were talking to you and figure out who you are and see there's you a there's like a youtube video where some dude is like doing that with contacts to like it was it was a convince it was a, a girl simulation. to sleep with him or something yeah, yeah. i mean it was it was, a, it was, it was real, a but... this could happen type thing yeah. if this technology keeps going this way and i think it was too it was too soon I and mean, i think people didn't understand what its capability yeah. was yeah I think that happens a lot. I remember when, uh, for example, when when Apple announced their like they were going to try and combat child pornography by doing this thing, and like oh, everybody, and everybody lost, lost their, their mind. Their stuff. And I was like, I went and read it, and I was like, oh, nobody explained this right. Yeah, like, and I was like, that's you, you didn't, you, know, you don't, you don't understand. And so I what think that's what happened to the Google Glasses that people yeah. thought it was going to do one thing, and they were like, well, yeah, well, that and the hardware that in like wasn't ten there. years. I, I think the Google Glass. I think Google Glass was like the Newton. The hardware wasn't there yet. Well, I think what I think what happened is that they were trying to put out a version one beta to get the ball rolling. I would use the example of of other companies putting like sensor packages onto phones to to develop them years before using. Like they put stuff into the yeah. phone that they use in the watches now that they yeah. developed in the yeah. phone. I think they were trying to like let's put out a version one so we can start working on it, and it had four features, 
And what happened is people were like, they sort of said, look at all the things that it might be able to do. And people just went, ah, and it didn't do any of that stuff. And so then yeah. they had to stop. You know, they couldn't. Well, I think I they think wanted to put and, it and, in the field. And, and there's there's a, there's a whole bunch involved that we have no idea yeah. about. So, but it it was too early. The same way it was. the Newton was too early. And for those who don't know what the Newton is, the Newton is basically a 90s iPad, right? That's that's basically what it was. If um, you go and watch um, For All Mankind <laughs> on the Apple TV Plus No spoilers. Channel, uh, uh, no, no spoilers. Yeah. In season two, it's in the 80s. And just due to the change to different or, timeline. The it, no, Newton, it's, it's like 92, I think. I think it's 92. No, no it's in the – Oh, it's, no, it's it in the matter. night. I mean, anyway, it doesn't matter. There's Newton. But the Newton there, is the like the actual phone because it took off. It, it worked took in off. that universe. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, because the tech is better. I also love program, that they but... they don't have email. They have D mail because it's digital D-mail, mail, it right? Digital because it came out in the '80s when it's, everything was digital, was digital instead of electronic. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's going to be fascinating to see where this ride takes us. It is. Us. It's and... it's shifting now, but and I think what's in- interesting is that unlike. The, the shift with the printing press and the shift with radio and the shift with mm-hmm. television, which was sort of like there was a big shift and then it just sort of trickled Stalled. out over time yeah. as, as people adopted and it and you know and then like the VHS came out and you know but like it, it's been, it was long the TV came out and the TV didn't really hasn't hasn't really changed TV came out and it stayed the same till it went color and it, then fair enough and, and well, but then it stayed the same. And then, and then it, I mean, and they got and then it went bigger and thinner. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? and, and the the fundamental, and then there was a change that happened on the back end that not a lot of people are aware of is they retired the old signal, and they went to a digital type signal that goes farther. So your old rabbit ear TVs don't work anymore. You have to. Have, I remember that that happened. Yeah. Um, so there have been some changes, but they were slow. But technology is screaming forward at an ever evolving and faster pace. Yeah, it's been picking up steam since the Industrial Revolution, which I yeah. didn't really intend to you know, say steam, but you know, and no we've reached yeah. a point now where where it's spinning, <laughs> the wheel is spinning so fast mm-hmm. that the change is the next change is starting before the last one has a chance to yeah, even finish. Yeah, I, I have one barometer, and soon I'm going to have a second because I'm using my 18 year old as one of my barometers to kind of see where it is. But my eight-year-old really doesn't consume a lot of news, um, and I limit what he can watch streaming, right? So he doesn't have a lot of choices there. But it's fat. I mean, he, the way he's getting introduced to this stuff is different than the way my eight eighteen-year-old was introduced. Because, and I'll give you a perfect example. I bought the Baby Einstein and the Little Einstein DVDs for my eighteen-year-old when he was yeah. a child. I streamed them for my eight-year-old when he was a child. You know? It's just different. Yeah. Man, I – VHS to DVD to – it's – it's. I want to I want to talk – point one last thing. Beta and we'll laser discs. Because we're, we're running long on this. I, I read an article, and I, I can't remember if you sent it to me, and you may have, about how we're, we're losing – video games the old I, yeah, video I just, games i haven't even gotten to read the article but i sent it to okay. you it was like 87 percent of video games are yeah pirated or well the the abandoned the only or way to, to 
I, I read the article. So the, okay. the only way to play a game legitimately is sometimes to travel to where it is. Um, because the, the it can only be gotten by stealing it. There's no way to get it. And so the 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 idea that they were the, the example that they gave was imagine if the only way that you could watch the Titanic movie was on a VHS tape. And and I'll give you an even better example. That's the the only the way the only way to watch the first IMAX documentary movie which was on the Alamo is to go to San Antonio to the Alamo Mall complex and watch that movie there because it's not offered anywhere else and it's one of yeah. the best like bio doc or not bio documentary um what is it when it's docu- not a real docu- documentary biopic no docu movie like it's a documentary movie but yeah. it's not really a biopic because it's about a whole bunch of people. A historical documentary. There we go. A historical docudrama. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, yeah. it, it's a docudrama about the Alamo. But you can only watch it four times a day at the IMAX across the street from the Alamo complex. Yeah. That's fascinating. So, it, it, so, I mean, so what they were getting at was that you know, looking at different ways that we need other ways to, to preserve this stuff. And so just sort of laying that on top of the idea that like, as this is shifting, we're going to, we're going to, are we going to lose stuff? What's, what's that? And we're seeing the rise of places like steam and, uh, GOG.com that are resurrecting some of these older games that have, that they can get the licenses for, but some stuff is abandoned where, and, the license it's is just in limbo, gone. or the license is in limbo, and mm-hmm. a lot of times the source code is out there. And I'll give you a series that I'll uh, uh, that I love. The Mech Warrior series mm-hmm. is fascinating, and uh, I loved it. I, I, I played it forever, and if I didn't have the DVDs or the CDs, yeah, it's abandonware. There's no way for me to go yeah. legitimately get that game. Well, and and even now as we're moving forward where games are server based. Mm-hmm. Um the one that they called that in the article was City of Heroes, which I remember being a big game. Like somebody put together a private City of Heroes server so people could log into it and and they someone was able to restart it. But I remember there was a Star Wars a Galaxies. Marvel a Marvel game that I played. It was like a top down kind of like Diablo style. It was just really fun. And they were just oh, like, yeah. yeah, we're not we're not going to do it I remember. anymore. And they just they just it lasted it. like it lasted like four or five months, and they were like, "Yeah, this is too expensive. We're not making any money, so it's gone." Well, no, it, it actually was much longer. It had been it, it had been able to okay. be played on the computer for like a year or oh, two, and they okay. tried to launch it onto the Xbox and the PlayStation, and then it was on. But for I remember five that, or six I, or I remember that game. It was, it was a blast. It was fun, and then it was just gone overnight. And it was just gone, and and it was it was it was a it was a pay to play game. Like you could buy stuff. It was. And the money yeah. just poofed. Star Wars Galaxies. And I think Star Wars Galaxies is a little unique in that they told everybody it was sunsetting. And they did an event. They had like a run yeah. up to the end. And there are videos out there of the people who had become close friends 
doing things like having the countdown clock so they could go to hyperspace as the game died. So it was yeah. like the movie ended as they were going off to another adventure. And but I mean, and and think about that <sighs> though. The game we we we're creating worlds and then ending them. <laughs> and 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 I have actively not engaged in a significant amount of these games because I want a static standalone story game. And I'll give yeah. you an example. I love Knights of the Old Republic. I love <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic 2. I would never play the online version. I, and it's because I tried World of Warcraft and I hated yeah. it because it required me to enter to fully Im- immerse myself in the game. I had to interact with other players. And I wanted no part of that because I like um, Warcraft and Warcraft 2 and Warcraft 3. I mean, those were the games that I played. I grew up with standalone. I don't have to play something with somebody else. I want the story. I want the encapsulated game. And if I want to play cooperatively, we'd go down to the arcade and we'd put quarters in and play an arcade game, you know. Yeah. But I'm old, right? And and I just didn't get into that stuff. And we've gotten wildly off topic. So let's go ahead. But all this is media. All this is media and it's changed. It is. We've also gone an hour Way and a half, so, so we'll we'll, yeah. we'll cap it there. Um, but it, it, let us know. Uh, jump in the comments or or, or respond Shoot us an on email. The, on Spotify or or tweet at us or or whatever. All the comments on are YouTube. Down below. Um, um, do we have a Discord thing. Um, but let us know. What do you think is the this in this changing landscape? What do you think's coming next? What are you What are you excited about? What are you worried about? You what know, are you holding on to? Yeah. yeah. 